Good afternoon, everyone, and a warm welcome to QuickBooks Labs. QuickBooks Labs is a monthly podcast designed to be the place for you to learn all, all of the wonderful world of world, QuickBooks and all of our accounting software. On the first Wednesday of each month, we hang around these microphones to talk about all the latest news, tips, tricks, and everything in between for QuickBooks Online. I'm one of your hosts, Simon Patrick, a chartered accountant and owner of a accounting firm called Boffix, a QuickBooks certified trainer, and you'll see if I get it right, up there we've got our nice little logo sat there lovely and um, same as ash that we're about to introduce in a moment um and also the quickbook chat on youtube and join me as always as i've said before is my co-host the one and only ash how's it going ash uh, fantastic thanks aaron yes it's me ash beatson a bookkeeper slash accountant slash software developer um i think i'll uh, hand back over to you aaron at that point <laughs> perfect perfect and uh, you'll you'll talk about it later, but also book uh, book author as well as well. Oh yes, uh, I'm trying. I am. I'm, I'm. I'm. starting on that little path. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so get 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 the request in for the autographs now before it's too late. Um, today we have a cracker install for you. For the first half, first of all, let's figure out how all this works. So don't forget our new format. We're now a monthly podcast on the first of Wednesday, first Wednesday of each month. Hence why we're on today. Um, and actually, I've just thought we've actually clashed today, haven't we? Is it the digital accountancy show, something like that today? It so, is yeah. indeed, Aaron, yes. So was, some uh, of you out there might be listening on uh, you know, on catch up on this one, but hopefully you had a good conference. It is good to see that all those conferences are back up and running though, isn't it, Ash? Uh, yes, it is, yeah. Um, I, I, I think I'm, I'm hoping to start going back to my next year. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely hold us back. Uh, so first of all, we are live to the world at our regular time of 4.30pm UK time or 10.30am US Central time. So if you're listening to it back at a later time, like all you lovely lot who has gone to the uh, to the, um, uh, to the the course today, to the conference today, shall I say, then why not think about joining us live? That way you can get involved with the show and ask us anything using that chat box. So just like the people who are in the chat at the moment, just stick the questions in and we will get around to answer your burning questions at the end. Furthermore, we're now live on podcasts and services around the globe. So feel free to subscribe on the podcasting service of your choice. Ash, what is the agenda for today's day? Uh, well, we've got a few things to look through, uh, Aaron. So we've got some uh, a few changes within QuickBooks, uh, so a topic around the audit log that we'll uh, want to look at. Um, seems to be a slight delay on the uh, roadmap releases, we think, within what we're expected to be the summer update. We'll go on to that. Uh, the possible QuickBooks Online card reader. Um, uh, there's some recent reviews all about QuickBooks Online, so uh, you'll be talking us through those. The new... Uh, screen where you log into QuickBooks. That's actually changed uh, slightly. Um, just bet uh, to put in some comparisons between what uh, the US see on their dashboard compared to what we see in the UK uh, and a couple of other updates that are still in beta at the moment. And then in some other news, um, we've got uh, Intuit might be purchasing another company, and we've got some uh, future updates as well. So actually quite a lengthy list there, and then you put <laughs> together. Um, so uh, I'll hand back over to uh, to you, or is it to me actually at this particular Yeah, point? let's do that audit log one first. I think that's kind of one of the most interesting insights that's happened, hasn't it? Uh, yeah. we're, not, we're not 100% sure what's happened yet, so. Let me 
just before we do, let me get myself, because it just logged me back out of my particular screen. So let me get myself logged back in there first. Why are you doing that? I'd say a quick hello to uh, people in the chat. So hello, Chariot Accountants. We've got a few more as well. So just, just shout out when you're ready, Ash. It's just taking a while to get myself logged in. Before I get myself logged in, so I came across this particular point when I was looking at a another Facebook group, actually, uh, uh, sort of last last month. Where I'll just try and log in on another on another browser because it's just no uh, got itself stuck a little bit. Where the audit log now only holds data for two years. Mm. So if you were to log in and, you know, oh, I've been using QuickBooks since 2014, I would expect if I go in my audit log to be able to look directly at anything dated from 2014 onwards, which is apologies while well, I'll just get myself logged back in here. going to be one of those days Aaron I feel where <laughs> it always happens doesn't it just get myself back in it just chop, chop me out right before we started and I will once I get in there I'll be able to share my screen and demonstrate this now even though while well, I'll just chat while that's uh logging so it, I, what I have found is that so I can go into the audit log and I won't actually see the data that I'm expecting to see. However, if I do look at a particular transaction that is in the past, it still has the, the audit history there, which is pretty good. So let me just okay. open this uh, company. Because I know when it first got, well, when first people first mentioned it, there was kind of a worry that the data was missing, wasn't it? But it doesn't seem like the data's missing. It just seems like the audit log, for whatever reason, is... Yeah, but it, it just seems to be the audit report, but not the all, all of the audit information, which is a yeah. little bit strange, I find, as a, you know, because you think, well, all of that information is still there, but it just doesn't happen to appear on that screen, which is a little bit strange. Anyway, let me share my... Uh, screen now. Uh, there we go. Make sure I've got the right one. No worries. There we are. Wonderful. Right, so if I were to go into my audit log that I would normally go into, so pop into my audit log. And I'll clear that filter and I'll say I want to look at transactions between a particular date. So if I was to put in there from 1st of uh, May 2018, it's, you know, I get a red box basically saying I can't oh. do it. It goes red. If I come in here for 108 2019, so if I put in there 0109 2019, it allows me because that is in the two year window. So I was, when I first saw that, I was horrified, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I thought, what? You know, WTF? 
what is going on there? <laughs> uh, what happens if, you know, I mean, usually I'm really pretty up to date, but you don't know if you come across some company that's quite behind and you want to mm. look at, you know, something that might have changed. Um, so I, uh, I think, well, this isn't really transaction date. This is obviously the, the, the action date, the, you know, when it's locked. Um, but even so, but if I were to uh, have a look at a profit and loss report, so run a profit and loss, and I'll run this profit and loss by year, so I know if I actually run this from uh, 2016, update, update. Uh, run that by uh, calendar years will do. Yep. So yeah. So I know I've got all the data is in there, you know, because I started using this on a on the CIS webinar around 2016. So if I were to look at, say, one of these uh, income for 2017, so I'll open that up. Uh, I'll click on one of the invoices. So this is well over four years old. Yep. It's taking a while to open up. It's only because we're uh, streaming live, isn't it? Yeah, it always seems to have a bit of a lag. There we go. Yeah. So now I've got the invoice open. I go to more. And it's been a little, Eventually. Again, <laughs> uh, I can look at the audit history. And it will just bring it up as normal. And all of it's there, you know, from when it was created. Oh. So, yeah, it's strange that I can't see that in the audit log, but the audit log is still there, but hidden. It, it's, 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 it's connected to the transaction itself, isn't it? Because, yeah. like, when, when I first heard about this, I thought to myself, okay, so... I mean, they definitely wouldn't have purchased the transactions because that that, <laughs> that would be kind of uh, crazy, wouldn't it, if they started purchasing transactions? But what in my mind, I was thinking, well, they probably what they're trying to achieve here is just wanting to um, reduce all of the probably administration burden because the audit log is so sophisticated; it tells you when people log in, log out, and all that sort of stuff. So I can imagine that that system data—I don't, I don't know if that's what you'd call it—but you know that. Yeah, yeah. The, the financial data and more of the kind of other data you can kind of understand if that's getting purged if after two years fine you know we don't need it that long we probably we probably won't need it more than six months ago would you or a year ago whatever it's going to be um so i understand that data going but it you know i half of me was worried that that sort of the you know that that audit data was going to go as well but yeah i suppose i suppose it's been I mean, is it because you've interacted with it within the two years? You haven't, have you? You've never touched that transaction. That's 2017. No, because that was the last time it was touched yeah. was 2017. Yeah. So at least the good thing is there that although I don't see it in the audit log, yeah, it's if I it's still there. Yeah, yeah, and, and there's been a lot of kind of weirdness happening with that audit kind of search bar as well. Because I noticed another people compl not complaining, but. Um, saying how that search bar is not working as intended either so you know how if you click on the advanced search now i don't know if you've noticed you go to search and you press advance the date ranges are just 
peculiar. There's not they're not giving you date ranges you'd you'd expect it to be. Um so something's something's definitely changed, hasn't it? Or something's not quite what it used to be um in the back end. So maybe it's you know, maybe some changes coming our way and that the, they're kind of prepping for it. Who knows? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I do find that actually the, the actual search area here can be a little bit hit and miss. So when you do an advanced search or if you put in there, perhaps go to search for a, an amount, it comes up with nothing because it goes, although you you put in there, they're just trying to search 50 pounds. It won't, it might not find anything because it's trying to find a 50 reference yeah, because now the return gets straight yeah, to the bank. Yeah, it's got yeah. reference 50. And yeah. that's not what I was looking for. I suppose it's useful if you're trying to find a particular invoice number, but it doesn't sometimes bring up the invoice numbers, does it? So, yeah, yeah. I, I found that, you know, on that search bar, if you don't press return and you just leave it to do it, it's what it does, it will find something. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's it doesn't... It, Pardon me, because it got a, a bit of an update, didn't it, um, a couple of years back. So part of me wonders if that's kind of something that is being worked on is the whole search element of it um, and, and how it works. Because even like trying to find profit and loss um, transactions sometimes can be, sorry, uh, reports can sometimes be hit and miss as well, can't it? So Yeah, we've had it haven't, in a couple of times in the courses where you can search, if you're logged in as an accountant, as we are here, I could search for a report or attempt to search for a report, I think it was like the custom summary report, um, where I won't be able to find it here. I've got customer balance, but not custom summary. But if I actually go to the reports area for down the left-hand navigation, yeah, uh, search within there, then I can find it. You know, if I start touching in their custom summary, I find that's what I'm looking for. And I think there were some similarities with you know, the stock report. So if I'm searching from in one place, it's called the stock report. And if I come here, well, I think here it's from stock, but in the magnifying glass, I have to search for inventory. Physical inventory worksheet, stock take worksheet. So they're exactly the same report, but found in a different name, depending on where you're looking. So That's strange, isn't it, that one? Yeah, so that's just a, that's 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 an extra free tip for today. Uh, if you can't buy the report as an accountant when you're using the magnifying glass, uh, don't forget to come back into the reports area and search for it here, because chances are you'll find what you want. <laughs> Brilliant, extra free tip. I love it. I love it. But yeah, it's it's an odd one, isn't it? Hopefully, it's not the sign of uh, data being purged or anything like that, or. You know, heaven forbid there's a paywall behind <laughs> behind data or something like that, you know, like they have in America. But we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it, and uh, we will let you know in due course. Absolutely. Anything else on that one, Ash? Uh, no, that was it. It was just really that, that bit on the audit log. Um, so it, it's not as bad as what people think when they first come across it. I think that's our main thing there. It's, uh, mm. it's not all bad. Definitely, definitely. All right. Okay. So this one <laughs> I'm about to bring up now, a bit of a tongue in cheek in this one, but this one is basically asking the question to QuickBooks themselves and say, when does summer start? Because in my mind, I feel like summer's pretty much coming to the end. What, what would you say, Ash? Is it, have, uh, you, have you felt like there's been a summer this year or? Well, actually, if I were looking outside at the weather, well, if I looked at the outside of the weather pretty much any time this year, uh, uh, summer might have been some sort of blur or maybe, um, just some hope for a distant memory. Um, 
But you know, I can't. I don't think it felt like summer. And now we're in September. I think, well, September, October, November, isn't that autumn? I I think so. I mean, I, I could be wrong there, but in my mind, I feel like we're moving to autumn. Yeah. Um, and the only way we, the only reason we jest about it is because we're still on our pr- spring product release cycle with QuickBooks. So um, I want to say two years ago now, they started this quarterly update cycle, didn't they? And it was working really well, wasn't it? Every quarter we had uh, a different products releases and we got to learn more about QuickBooks and everything else. But for some reason, uh, the summer product release has completely disappeared. So who knows i mean it, it it's more than likely going to be the fact that there just wasn't enough to to um talk about possibly and there wasn't enough to bring into play and it's a bit more of a slower month and um, but fingers crossed uh we're going to go straight into autumn pretty soon and we'll get an autumn product release yeah possibly i try to cheat the system because i know when you look at some of the uh, uh the prior uh, months you, the address bar changes to updates slash summer slack or dash 2020 so i tried to actually put in uh, <laughs> spring and summer uh, with you tried autumn yet <laughs> with different years uh, and it still didn't work so um it's not even a uh a, a little glitch in the website unfortunately so um that's a shame isn't it yeah oops we can't find we can't find summer never mind uh um, I'm sure we'll, I'm sure we'll get the, we'll get the, one of those Indian summers. <laughs> Come for it at some point. Come yeah. for it at some point. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, um, so that's just just so people. Are, I mean, I don't know if we were expecting any product releases for it. I don't know if that was something that was um, teased or, or not. I mean, I suppose they haven't had any QuickBooks um, events or anything to kind of push anything. So I can imagine QuickBooks Connect is or the regional ones of this next couple of months, aren't they? So if they're going to announce anything, they'll probably save it for those events, do you think? Yeah, I think you're probably right, Aaron. Um, so, yeah, we've got the UK usually. Uh, February, isn't it, the, for the big one? connected ones are around, and then we'd normally have QuickBooks Connect sort of around March in the UK. Yeah. Um, in the US, they must be expecting their next uh, QuickBooks Connect anytime yeah. now i'm usually around november december yeah so, yeah yeah. that's true isn't it yeah, that, yeah so yeah so i suppose there'll be announcements there but i guess us uh us um focus on that one uh the next bit of news and it's more just kind of uh trying to look for our crystal balls and see if there's anything here that um that, that could come over to the uk but they've finally released what is going to look like their little card puck solution for um for quickbooks pay quickbooks um uh integrations and have actually getting the opportunity to add a little card solution to it so it looks very much similar to how square i don't know if you've ever seen square's little puck um that they have so in the terms of there's no kind of keyboard to it there's no physical functional key so what it works on square is that's all done by your phone um or you can just take kind of your um uh uh Top, uh, the uh what's the phrase where you actually get to just tap it tap and go instead of actually putting the card in um, but i do like the fact there's that little kind of digital screen there you can see how much is going to be charged at any one point in the uk i suppose we've got that um zettel integration we've got that partnership with zettel with by paypal so possibly it'll never make it to the uk maybe there's no kind of need for it over here but in the us it looks like quite a slick little um little 
put that one. I think that'll be a quite a nice little one. And I know when um, when they were talking about it and talking about the integration, how it works so well. The idea is it's instantly in your bank account. You don't have to wait those couple of days for payouts or anything like that. If you take some money um, today via your card from a customer, then the idea is it's instantly available for you for you to to, to draw against or whatever you need to do. So, yeah, it's it's, it's interesting. What, what do you think to that, Ash? Do you think it's a, a nice little design? Do you think it's a sensible solution? Yeah, I mean, it looks pretty neat. I mean, I'm guessing with the... Of the instant availability of funds is is that with any bank or is, would that be if you've got the QuickBooks bank? Yeah, yeah. So the, it was all about that tight integration, wasn't it? Like the the perks of being in in the QuickBooks Cash and QuickBooks Bank um, ecosystem. The 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 perks would be that if you receive money via you know via a paying by invoice or paying by the puck or however you paid or received money, the idea was it was going to be instantly available for you. Yeah. So, which is a huge perk for some businesses, isn't it? So, yeah, you know, that looks, it looks good. Yeah, yeah. And hopefully, um, just like we've seen with the Zettel integration, I can imagine this one will be even tighter in terms of getting that data into QuickBooks. So, you know, seeing what comes through, you might even be able to be clever enough to kind of be able to allocate the products on independently, them sort of things. So, because um, I suppose in America, they have the point of sale solution don't they i don't know if you've ever played around with it but there's a quickbooks point of sale like app if you like um and i imagine it kind of works well with that so yeah it'll be interesting to um to see if if that functionality at least comes over to the uk yeah yeah awesome um then there's a couple of smaller updates as well um so if you've been logging into in fact i won't uh can i share that one yeah i can i can share that one over here so if you've been logging into quickbooks lately you'll see that there's a slight change for some of you in terms of um what it looks like um just over here so the actual sign-in page once you've signed in if you've got multiple companies this page has now changed it seems to have changed massively for the better um but if you remember it before, it used to just be a list of, of names. Now we have the opportunity to see what clients we've got associated with accounting companies. We can search between companies. So that seems to be a much better experience. Um, it doesn't seem to be on every single client who logs in at the moment or every single user, should I say, logs in at the moment. But that should be quite a nice, interesting, uh, or definitely a, a, a change for the better. Don't you agree, Ash? Uh, yeah. I, I mean, it does look... Uh, nicer um yeah. i will agree and uh, i do like the fact that, that when you sort of click on you know as an accountant you can click on you can see all of the clients that are held behind your uh, accounting practice and i guess if you were a bookkeeper and you might work with two or three accounting firms you could think oh which which accountancy practice is that client under and you could sort of look without having to go into each one. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a good um, case. But what I did find is that um, when I used it, uh, well, yeah, just today, in fact, when I clicked it and I sort of, you know, clicked within my accounting practice and I put in my client name, it doesn't actually take me to the client. <laughs> it's just, it just takes you to the accountant dashboard. So although I've selected the client, so although I've selected the client, yeah, and it, it takes me to the accounting dashboard. I've got to select that client again. So ah. in one way, I sort of think, well, yeah, it's a nice thing that I can search for it, but 
what's the point if I can't actually do anything with it? I might as well just log into the account. <laughs> yeah, it's it's an interesting one, I think, because that that would I suppose be quite a nice little useful um shortcut wouldn't it to get straight into your client and go from there and maybe yeah. even like that search bar you could search for individual clients if you've got multiple ones um but what i would and and but i suppose on the flip side for them is uh, they would still want you to go to qboa wouldn't they they still they they like you going to qboa first qboa first before you jump into a client don't they so yeah they'll always want that that kind of interaction there yeah, um, i could see we've just had a comment actually that um that is a future feature what i've just mentioned oh, okay. and it absolutely makes sense so from my point as a you know being involved in software development quite often little bits will be released first and this is probably the stage one so now we know that this bit works um there'll be something else at least joining like joining a few dots together to make yeah. the next bit work and that's probably what's going to happen next year so yeah so thanks for um chariot accountants to point that one out to us that's fan yeah that does make sense nice one nice one um i suppose where this really becomes advantageous so this view here and it is, is something of a bit of a um i think a lot of people can get confused on is that idea that when you first set up your quickbooks especially from the accountant side of things and um, when i don't know if you've come across it where they've got multiple kind of uh, logins and multiple um, people who have set up different QB accountants um, areas, QBO areas, um, especially in larger firms when it first got kind of set up. I think if it wasn't set up in the right way and like multiple people went off and did their own kind of setups and everything else, it's always been a bit of a minefield of trying to navigate and find where clients are held or if you've got branches or anything like that. So I think that's where this would become really useful. So I think this change was kind of looking at those bigger practices, looking at those bigger um, client portfolios and going, look, how can we make it better for them? Yeah. It can, it can be a nightmare, can't it? For uh, when it's, when it was just those list of names and sometimes you weren't sure what that name quite, quite meant and everything else. It's like, even for me, I've got um, uh, a USA account and a UK account. So, you know, having the idea that I can see one that distinctly says USA and one that says UK, it's probably going to make my life easier. So yeah, it's definitely a change for the better, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah indeed it is then we've seen another small change as well but this time over in the usa account um and this one is the get things done tab has evolved so we were kind of tease this when we were told about the get things done tab so that's the one that's in your dashboard when you log into quickbooks online um we were teased that kind of the reason that they split it in the first place so that if you remember they split it from get things done to business overview and um, business overview being that old style kind of dashboard if you like where the get things done tab was supposed to evolve over time to so you could get things done i suppose was the idea of it wasn't it um but the um uh, but but the things that kind of look good here or or the way that uh, me and ash were talking off screen beforehand is this that reminds us very much so of a uh, quickbooks um desktop so ash what do you think to this little change yeah it's it, it's nice and it's you know, like say it's uh, it's the it's yeah it just does take you back so it gives you a nice warm feeling almost <laughs> but uh, it's not we're not a hundred million miles away from what we used to use in some respects <laughs> and what i would probably also say is that uh, and this is probably why it is very much actually in the US, 
is that in the US, there is still a huge uh, amount of people using Cooper's desktop. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that, and, and as I'm sort of looking at it, it makes a lot of sense because uh, now in the UK, you know, QuickBooks Online, you know, more people actually probably went from using, you know, zero, uh, sorry, not zero, using Sage Desktop to QuickBooks Online than what you yeah. had people using QuickBooks Desktop to QuickBooks Online yeah. because yeah, there, yeah, wasn't, yeah. there wasn't a massive sort of, you know, QuickBooks Desktop, um, you know, a number of users in the UK, nowhere near compared to the, the US. Uh, and I and I should think to make it easier, make that sort of transition easier to get from desktop to online, they've immediately got a screen that they're familiar with seeing. That makes sense, yeah. Because, yeah. They think, oh, because it, before, you've got a desktop user that's logged into desktop, that's the first thing that they see. And yeah. now, or, you know, as without that, they would just sort of see the the business overview and they would go, oh, oh God, I don't know where, where I am. <laughs> but at least, um, you know, with, uh, you know, with this, they've got the ability because all of those little tiles, are, you know, are clickable that are on there. So if they want to add a product or a service, they'd be able to click on it. So it, it is yeah. guiding them through, it's guiding them through that, you know, yeah, that money in, that so workflow, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. It's yeah, through that workflow, um, without you having to think too much about it. Because it sorry, go Aaron. No, no, go for it. Go on. Uh, and I did that when I was uh, actually using the Sandbox company. So, for anyone yeah. listening, a Sandbox company is just like a like a QuickBooks testing area that you can use as a developer. And when I created a new company in there. It actually gave for the US. It gave me a lot more of the, you know, asking me questions about my company than what we yeah. normally get. A lot, lot more. You know, do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? There was that. In in some ways, I actually felt there was too many because I, you know, you 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 could accept it or you could press press skip, which is what I did because I wanted to get it set up quickly. Um, but I think it's it's given. Uh, maybe some people just allow extra bit of hand holding that they might need, you know, to make the the whole sort of transition from one thing to another a little bit easier. And that that's got to be a good thing because with making text digital going to force a lot of people that's never even considered software before or never cared about using software before. Um, the more hand holding we can get at that front thing is is definitely going to be important, isn't it? Because we're going to have a whole raft of new people learning to use software for the very first time um so i think you know the more they can hold on the better one thing though because the, the get things done tab as it is now if you kind of look at a kind of live client now in the uk um it's very much or, or it feels to me and we've kind of said this in research haven't we and, and everything else it feels to me like they're trying to mimic the mobile and the um desktop kind of view so the, the get things tab to me as it looks now is a mirror image to what the mobile app does and it's kind of trying to blow the lines almost so that you, you kind of got a similar experience from mobile versus desktop or mobile versus browser should i say in this case um do you think then that the mobile could start looking like this or do you think that's going to be too cluttered and too too messy 
I think maybe. I mean, I, I guess like we've, they've got at the top of the mobile at the moment, you've got uh, the options where you can skim across going from left to right. Kind of sell type thing, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So you could sort of have money in, money out, but and flip across to see what thing you might want to do next. Um, yeah. A good yeah. question that, or a good comment that came through there. You know, expert help talk to your accountant that, that's been spotted on that. Um, uh, on that dashboard, you know, I've I've got logged. I'm sort of logged into my uh, uh, sort of test file, and I uh, on the one that I'm looking at, it actually says talk to your bookkeeper. So I, I guess uh, depends how how you're sort of uh, logged in or maybe set up. And it could be because I might have set this one up as an accountant or said I was an accountant. So it might be that's why it said, well, if you're the accountant, yeah, you yeah. need to talk to the bookkeeper that's been doing the books. Oh, that's clever. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not sure. I tried to click on it to see what, what it, if it would open up anything. But that, that could also be that QuickBooks Live, can't, can't it? Because I, when I jumped into my American account, one thing that is very apparent is that they are definitely pushing QuickBooks Live. So you know that whole service where talk to a real bookkeeper or talk to a real account, you know, that, that live interaction and having that person do the bookkeeping there and then for you. So that might be kind of a, a link to that more than or possibly more than your your actual accountant but hopefully fingers crossed it is us as accountants and not that solution but yeah that could be that could be what it's linking to yeah um, actually what we're doing, i'm just sort of uh flick uh sort of uh, going across topics here slightly yeah, different. Um, but i thought while we were talking about the subject of, uh, of contact is that interestingly um you know so i am the you know uh, although I don't do much uh, accounting for clients, I've still got one or two you know, bigger clients that I've mentioned before that I work yeah. with uh, a lot. And, you know, underneath my accounting subscription, I had, you know, I had a spare license. So I created a new company for somebody very yeah. recently uh, and I'd set them all up and I'd invited them. And within a couple of days, they had a, an email from, you know, from Intuit. Okay, I guess it's just a, it's just a general, one of those automatic things. Yeah, do you want to join this webinar to learn how to set your QuickBooks file up? Yeah, yeah. And I sort of thought, hmm, because they, they forwarded it to me. So, do we need to do anything with this? And I said, no, because it's, it's already been set up. You know, exactly as we need it. Um, but I just thought it was a little bit. Oh, is that a new thing? Have you come yeah, is that? that the on? Did it did it give you the guy or the? Did it talk about onboarding and? onboarding webinar because they've, they've been pushing that i think it's weekly that they do this um onboarding type webinar system and because they're, they're as from, from an accounting practice they're trying to encourage us to push our clients onto it so it's like get yourself signed up for the next onboarding webinar um and the idea would be that they would kind of go through live how they would set up a new file and give an opportunity for people to talk and, and go in from there. So I, I assume it's that that they're pushing for. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, I, I guess it depends on the accounting practice. I mean, if that was me, um, I mean, luckily I don't really have any really, any clients really apart from that one as such, but uh, that would be a complete no from me. <laughs> yeah, we, don't we, go we, tell anyone to set up my set of accounts because... I know how I want my account set up. Exactly. Or yeah, I know yeah. how uh, between me and myself and my client, um, I'd like to make sure it works for the client and for me as the accountant. So it works, but it works both ways, obviously. 
um, uh, and not having any sort of confusion with them being taught one way slightly differently as I would like. So yeah. that would be my my little sort of thing there. Oh, you know, um, with all the goodwill in the world, uh, <laughs> you have to be a bit careful, I would say. Yeah, I think it's one of those where it sounds great on paper, doesn't it? But I think, you know, for, yeah, for certain clients, it's going to give you more pain than it's worth, isn't it? For 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 some clients, it'll be perfect, wouldn't it? It'll be a great little solution. But yeah, for certain clients, you'll uh, <laughs> give them the opportunity to set up their own chart of accounts, for, 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 for example, could be, uh, could be a nightmare. So yeah, yeah, it's definitely, it's, a, it's an interesting take on it. And I think it's just one of those things where, I don't think Zero or Sage or anyone else offer that solution. So it's quite a nice little USP, isn't it? So there's, yeah. that, there's that going for it, isn't it? Yeah. I guess, I guess I can't really comment too much without actually attending or seeing what, what it is that's being, what yeah. advice is being given. Yes. Um, yeah. I guess that. So it, they, the, 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 it could be that they're singing off exactly the same hymn sheet as, as me, which is do not use too many charming codes. <laughs> you can keep it that level. Uh, all the better. You don't want you're to be running into pages. The There's yeah, nothing definitely. worse than a, a profit and loss report that runs into four pages. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're talking from experience there. Yeah, yeah, that, no. but, <laughs> yeah there, there's sub accounts and there's sub 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 accounts that you don't need. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so, so just while we're just talking about the US one, just so we've seen another another quick change, just so we can uh, cycle that one off. I've noticed this one here now. I can't. I can't remember when this came in. So, we've talked about before the whole price rules. Um, that's something that's I'm personally quite excited about. I think the idea of that coming into the UK will be quite a nice little change. And the idea then is, depending on what customer you've got, you could have your own costing sheet for that particular one. So, you know, maybe you've done some wholesale discounts to them or whatever it's going to be. So, if customer A wants a price book, their price book will be different to customer B that sort of thing and you know and 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 with that turned on you can be really clever with it um and be able to kind of do custom pricing for individual customers and stuff so i, I quite like that i think that works quite well uh, but what's new or what i believe is new um again i don't remember seeing this before is that late fees option here now that seems like an absolute dream if that works as intended um the idea that if if someone doesn't pay you on time it'll automatically Add on some late late fee charges to them. Um, I think that could be an absolute game changer. Myself. What about you, Ash? You you like the idea of that one, or are you still? Uh, right? Yeah, I I I do. I think it is definitely for some def uh, worth it. I was just while you were doing that, I thought because I had my test file open, I just opened it up and just clicked on it, uh, and I noticed that when you actually you turn that on, you get the ability of choosing whether it's a flat fee. Or a, percent, oh, okay. or a percentage of the invoice. Um, uh, you've got some different grace periods that you can choose, and what you, you know, what to want put on there. So, what I can't quite tell from that at the moment is whether it adds a charge onto the original invoice, um, or it creates another one. Now, the, just looking at the screen, just very briefly, without doing any testing whatsoever. It gives me the impression that it uh, adds it onto that original invoice, which I wouldn't have thought was quite right, really. Uh, I would have thought really a separate charge or a separate invoice, because you've got your original invoice that you send out on one day. Andy, what do you think? 
I suppose it's it's exactly the same. Well, it's the opposite, isn't it, of um, early repayment settlements and discounts for that. So it's exactly the same principle. That just opposite, isn't it? So instead of you getting a discount for pay, for paying early, and then the you know the invoice is adapted after the date. Um, in this case, you're getting penalised for not paying on time. So it added onto that. So I guess that's the argument they're using. Yeah. I, I don't know if that is right or wrong, you know. Yeah, well, the only thing that um, would make me query that is that if you have filed your VAT and yeah. that return yeah. has been filed for that period with that invoice, and now you would be creating or amending the invoice that's been filed on the back return. I suppose the only good thing is exceptions report is brilliant we'll, we'll bring it there. We'll yeah it. there's there's no. that in there but you you're right especially flat rate <laughs> I, know, <laughs> I know flat rates um well i suppose does it does it apply to this i suppose it does doesn't it but yeah it's still flat rate would definitely not work will it so as soon as you file one return or one period it's uh locked for good isn't it so yeah yeah so something to think about yeah um, but i mean we we've seen uh, a lot of uptake for the automatic reminders. So you know that came in not not too long ago, was it about six months ago, whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uptake for that one. That's been a really popular feature of uh, that's been announced and, and been utilised. But also, it's come with a lot of problems. <laughs> so it was one of those I think where um, um, it was maybe released a little bit too soon. So it's like not sending out the right um, right at the right times, and it's not sending the right information out and also it's kind of highlighted for certain clients that their systems aren't you know robust enough in terms of when they update their their quickbooks or whatever it's going to be because you know these these are brilliant these solutions here but if you've not got a way of automatically tracking when someone's paid you then you could accidentally send a reminder accidentally put a late fee onto someone um just because you haven't say you know come through your bank account in the, in the last week or so so i suppose that isn't there to take into account on you're gonna have to have some really nice robust systems in place for to be able to take advantage of it yeah absolutely i think with that that sort of thing that you just mentioned with the automatic reminders and especially this late payment fees um you need to be doing your bookkeeping every day yeah 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 exactly I mean, the, you know because um yeah, you're really going to rub a customer up the wrong way if you <laughs> have not recorded their receipt and you've sent them a late payment fee. Yeah, that's what is it? How to what is it? I can't remember the say. How to lose clients? Yeah. <laughs> uh, how to how to lose friends and gain enemies? Something like yeah. that. So yeah, <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. All right, wonderful. Well let's hope or let's uh fingers crossed that that's going to come over to the uk pretty soon um i'm definitely up for the idea of that um late fees option so our next bit of news is very strange one i didn't expect this one coming through but intuit are about to buy or by the looks of it they're already pretty much there they are in talks we're buying a new company. Now, if I was going to do a straw poll of um, what companies they could be buying next, um, you know, I, I imagine we'd, we'd be talking about, you know, e-commerce platforms or, you know, VAT solutions or um, receipt capture solutions, something like that. But no, QuickBooks are about to spend £10 billion 
on net track no uh, on, <laughs> on mailchimp so yeah so they're, they're coming in for mailchimp which is a bit of a left-wing one isn't it ash did you did you see that one coming was that something you saw in the tea leaves i certainly didn't but mailchimp have got a huge customer base yeah you know, uh anyone who's anyone that sent out some sort of mailing has probably used mailchimp yes so without doubt um you know i guess it's just a, a, another way of you know being able to reach out to other other people that might be using other software as well um so yeah and you know i'm sure mailchimp makes good money yeah. You know, I, I use I use Mailchimp, and uh, I know there are free versions, but I I pay for it as well because I want to I want to get stuff sent out. Yeah. Um, so yeah, why not? I guess I, I just wasn't expecting it, like you're saying. But well, they, they earned free, they, their profit before tax was three hundred million last last uh, year. So you know, it's not not too shabby, I suppose. You know, a couple of years, and you've you've paid back that one point uh, that. Um, <laughs> 10 billion well i suppose more than a couple but you know what i'm trying to say um so yeah it's a it, it'll be an interesting one um i assume this is one of the ones where they're going to buy it there's no real integration as such i can't i can't think of how that would integrate with quickbooks i don't think it's really it was you know how lately there's been one sas integrate uh, one time one sas acquisition there's been trade gecko there's been uh t-sheets and they were all acquired so that quickbooks could benefit from them wasn't they they were all rebranded to quickbooks time and quickbooks commerce and everything else um i can't imagine this is something that's designed to be fitting with quickbooks but well i don't know you say that aaron but if you think about it i mean i know they've got some solutions sort of already but mm. if you just wanted to send all of your quickbooks clients a little annual reminder to say i just you know can you get your tax return information in you know, you know, well, the tax season's just ended. Um, yeah, that is true. Why not yeah, get yeah. this stuff into us, you know, now, and yeah. you can have lots of time to worry about paying tax. Uh, and, you know, you do that in QuickBooks, but behind the scenes, what you're using is a MailChimp piece of software that's yeah. basically been white-labeled with the QuickBooks badge on it. So if they buy, if they buy something that's called MailChimp, They'll, they can just take out the bits that they want and pop it in the back. So QuickBooks Chimp is coming, is that what you're saying? <laughs> QuickBooks Chimp. Ah, that's, that's I just can't remember QuickBooks Time, QuickBooks <laughs> Commerce, you know. <laughs> uh, I, 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 you jest there. Actually, it's got quite a nice ring to it. And, and almost, um, um, I'm just thinking, I'm, I'm just kind of sort of funny stuff here, but uh, I'm just thinking of the QuickBooks logo. They can make a little chimpanzee head out of it. Uh, oh, sorry. I've just got off of one. <laughs> I tell you, if anyone is listening here, you might want to buy that domain. That could be a, could be a nice, little, nice little learner for you there if you go out and get that domain. So. Yeah, actually, I'm going to go and search, search domain names. Quick, 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 quick. See, what, see what's going on yeah. there. Yeah, it's. Um, oh I suppose what they could use it for is they could use it as an ability for QuickBooks accountants, QBOA. That's one of their little perks because I know there's that. I don't know if you've lately if you've seen what perks we had, but we had one with Squarespace for a while. That's that's not there at the moment. 
DocuSign was one of them, wasn't it? That was a like a discount and stuff. So they could give you a, a cheap or a free version of um, the paid for Mailchimp, couldn't they? As part of part of that, I suppose. But yeah, it's a an interesting acquisition. Um, you you obviously are out outpriced yourself. You know, you should have gone to ten billion and not to twelve billion. You know, you should just yeah. We have to sort of renegotiate next time. We, <laughs> uh, next time we get approached. <laughs> yeah, they obviously went for um, Mailchimp a like, little bit cheaper for them. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> so from there. Okay, okay, but yeah. So talks to buy Mailchimp. So yeah, let's uh, keep an eye on that one. I think that could be uh, could be an interesting one. Um, we've got two pieces of news um, on zero as well. So the first one I'm going to keep, uh, I'm going to go through first of all, because I know this one would be a, an easier topic to go through, a lot less controversial as well. But basically, if you've heard of the company called Greenback, or the app, should I say, called Greenback, then quick uh, zero, should I say, how, oh, <laughs> let's start again. Then we're doing Dext at this point in time, so this isn't zero related. Um, but Dext have acquired Greenback. So Dext, if for people who haven't seen this and living under a rock at the moment, Dext is the new name for Receipt Bank. Um, and basically Dext is now their platform, if you like, where they've basically put all of the Receipt Bank functionality and they've now put it into different areas of it. So Dext isn't just supposed to be about Receipt Bank and Receipt Capture, but they've made their own little ecosystem, their own little platform works brilliantly it's not just about capturing receipts it's all like all about analyzing data it's all about trying to bring some elements into there um and their acquisition of greenback means that they now have the ability to offer an e-commerce opportunity for their customers as well now what that's really exciting for is that means that they've kind of got a direct competition or direct alternative if you like for one sas which we've already mentioned uh, by who, who now are owned by QuickBooks, uh, by Cinder, um, which is a great platform that I'm using as well. Um, link my books, those sort of e-commerce platforms. So the idea is that Greenback or now Dext Commerce can connect to your Amazon, your eBay, your PayPal, your Etsy, your Lit, your Stripe, your Uber, and get that data into your Zero and QuickBooks clients. So it's interesting, isn't it? It's interesting how this is starting to develop. How you know these platforms are starting to grow and start offer so much more um um uh, you know functionality yeah but uh, as we mentioned that or as we, we we briefly spoke about before we we started the the whole uh e-commerce area is you know has really gone huge isn't it over the last 12 months especially with covid people buying online yeah. so there's a lot a lot more transactions in the world are being created electronically whether it's through ebay whether it's through shopify whether it's through whatever you know uh platform someone's using and so if you're using a particular sales platform you know website or whatever it might be uh you have that but then you actually want to get that data into your accounting system one way or another without having to do lots of exporting and importing which can be painful as we know so if you do have that solution that is going to basically streamline it all for you uh, and or summarize it in and bring it through, uh, you know, then all the better. So yeah. it's gonna, you know, yes, it would say, you know, I've never had to do it really much of it, but um, well, not for some years now, but I know that it's a very painful process when you have to deal with a lot of transactions, especially when there might be being 
purchased through different platforms, even within one company. Uh, so if there are tools there to make it easier, then all the better. And I guess, yeah, there is going to be, you know, you're going to start getting some competition with, well, with one, uh, you know, QuickBooks creating some solutions and, you know, other people are going to want to do the same. So, which actually keeps the price down, I guess, for, <laughs> for, for some of them as well. I mean, it's interesting from kind of the videos, I, I, I get a lot of, um, from the YouTube side, I get a lot of traction on anything to do with e-commerce. Like if I'm showing any kind of app or any kind of solution or whatever it's going to be, um, especially eBay from from kind of my kind of demographic that's watched my videos, um, there's a lot of kind of, of of chatter about it. I think the biggest thing that comes from from my point of view is what, what I see, and it's kind of I, I I have to defend you know almost QuickBooks and Zero and everyone else because the kind of expectation or the i suppose not expectation it's kind of the you know the the feeling when they buy these um apps or the, the, when they buy quickbooks or they buy zero or whatever it's going to be from an end user point of view is there they're expecting or, or there, there is a kind of i suppose expectation is the right word it's they're expecting that that software can just connect with ebay and can connect with amazon and just natively like that's what they uh, perceptions are probably the better word. That's what their perception is is going to be: is that you buy QuickBooks, you buy Zero. It doesn't matter what you buy. I just type in my eBay password, and I should just get that data in. Surely that's how it works. And obviously, we know it's so much more difficult than that. And there's a lot more moving parts to that. But I think um, somehow, some way, QuickBooks is already on this path because they've, they've acquired one SaaS. So they, you know, that will start slowly start building. In you, you'd expect that to have native integration at some point, wouldn't you? So they'll have that opportunity to bring it in. But it it's interesting. It's interesting, kind of hearing that chatter and what people expect and everything. And I think, yeah, the more that these companies can kind of offer solutions, uh, the better. But but, but that, I suppose the the downside at the moment is is there's a lot of confusion of which software is better or right suited for it and. And um, and everything else. I know we've got app um, app apps. Uh, what was the um, what's the company that we had on a, a, about six months back? But we, I know we've got great people like that um, who are kind of reviewing different software solutions and how good they are and everything else. But it is difficult to kind of look through the wood through the tree, trees to try and find the right right solution for each individual business. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Oh, app advisory is that who you talking about? I said app advisory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it, it's it's going to be a it's going to be a tough one. But at least when like Greenback has now been acquired by someone like Dext, you know, you, your assumption is then that it should start being um, you know, more unified experience. If someone's already using Dex, it should just, you know, it's a tick of a box basically, isn't it? And they should also start seeing the benefits from there. So yeah, yeah it's going to be a case of you're going to be either a QuickBooks kind of focused um accounting firm or a zero focused and a dex focused and i think there's there's definitely going to be um a lot of kind of um changes coming forward i think absolutely i think we're, we're, we're coming to time soon aaron i think we are but we have one more that juicy topic that i want to talk about and then we'll uh, we will call it there um this one i just want to get your opinion on this one at all but zero has revamped their app store. So that's a great news, isn't it? We love that idea. Um, their app store has been revamped. 
Um, so the idea then is that they're looking to try and make it so that more people utilize apps associated with Xero, which is great news. Um, but they've started to play around with the idea of a um, 15% referral fee slash app subscription charge um, that is commission payable by app developers. So, Ash, with you being an app developer, what do you feel like about this change coming upon you? So just to give some clarity to people listening, the idea would be if you go to use the Zero App Store and you buy an app like NetTracker, which I highly recommend, um, then the idea would be that if you buy it directly from Zero's store, so not from NetTracker themselves, but from the Zero store, then 15% of that fee that you're paying for that particular app will go to zero, whereas the other 85% will go to the app developer, which is very much the same as what Apple and Google and all them not do on your phones when you buy an app through there. It's the same sort of model. So, Ash, what do you think to that? Um, I suppose there are pros and cons on this. Uh, I, if, I, if I look at it and think, well, you know, if, you know, uh, people coming through zero, you know, if the, the zero app store is getting me, you know, 10 times more sort of revenue than what I do if people just buy it directly, then well, I might as well just take it and, you know, the charge is a charge and, you know, that's all there is to it. Um, but I guess there is a lot of, comp you know, from our side, there could be a lot of complexities um, associated with that. So, it all depends on you know who does the customer pay first. You know, is the customer paying zero first, and then zero paying us, or is the customer paying us, and then zero basically monitoring who has created that subscription, whatever, and then send us some sort of invoice where we need to pay it. Um, so until he actually mentioned it today, and I had no idea about this, and you know anyone that you know. Uh, signs up for net tracking you know they just pay us directly because they be become a customer uh, we raise an invoice automatically uh, through quickbooks and it gets automatically paid through uh through stripe yeah. so yeah, yeah. what uh so the the the, the sort of 15 percent charge doesn't wouldn't uh, fuss us too much you know if it gains if you get lots, lots of additional customer traction through it you know that would only be a good thing but uh, the only thing that would wor worry us um, is just how all the mechanics, how it all, how it all bolts, bolts together. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. when people cancel their subscription and how good because there's so many different layers, you know, I suppose, things that can yeah. happen. Uh, and, and so, with us, for example, you know, we've just changed our, you know, our whole subscription uh, way that it works. So a user can just log in and, you know, they start off with one company uh, and if they want to increase it to two or three or 10 or a hundred, they can just do it themselves and they log in and, and it automatically, you know, changes their billing. How that works <laughs> um, when you've got someone else to think about, that's another complication. Yeah. It's one of the, cause you can see from both sides, can't you? Like from zero side, they are, their opinion is they're creating this this app ecosystem platform, and if, like you've already said, if the discoverability is from zero, and zero are saying, look, um, based on what we see on your um, 
the way you use your your app you've started getting these fixed assets so go and buy net tracker here's a link to it straight away it kind of makes sense doesn't it and and from an end end user if i can just press buy now and it just gets added to my zero subscription even better i don't have to find my credit card or anything like that or you know what i mean i'm not not, not having to subscribe or anything and 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 you can kind of see that that less friction and the idea that they can just buy it done they're in it's, it's all set up i think i think could be really powerful um but i suppose where it gets a bit a bit you know black and or, or a bit bit against the curve a little bit is that idea that well it's never had a commission before so what are you bringing to, what is zero bringing to the table to justify this extra 15 percent and also like for for a lot of for us like if we're advising clients as to which app to go or which quickbooks versus zero to go with most of the conversations nowadays are around well what what ecosystem you already invested in you know what point the sales system are you using what, what and then we're then saying right well quickbooks or zero is going to be best for you because they've got a better integration or whatever it's going to be so sometimes the reason we choose a particular bookkeeping solution for our clients is because of their app you know it's the app drawing them or, or pushing them to the um to the cloud-based finance uh, bookkeeping solution do you know what i mean it, it, it and, and it's going to be difficult to kind of justify which way that person's come and how they've come in because it's almost in that case why, why shouldn't then zero pay the app developer 15 percent extra or whatever do you know what i mean it, yeah it, it's going to be difficult the, to find the, that, it, that right balance yeah, it is getting the balance right because you've got to um, think of what has, you know, it doesn't have to be zero. It could be any accounting platform. What have they brought to the table? So, so for us, you know, we've got a, you know, a fixed asset app that, you know, wasn't, was non-existent in QuickBooks. Yep. In zero, they only recommend using the zero uh, fixed asset if you have up to 500 assets so if you've got more than 500 assets they're basically saying not really going to cope very well with that yeah you've got sage that doesn't have it at all so if then someone says well yeah so we've created so and not just us any app provider you know creates an app that enhances the use of another piece of software and for us we can also uh, you know, provide uh, support. So if anyone comes and query, you know, questions how the integration works, you know, we support them the same as any other app developer. So unless, you know, someone like Zero does actually say, okay, well, we will help you promote it. And it's already on the app, as is already on the app store anyway. So what is the extra promotion for? You know, what are you going to do some additional advertising? Or are you going to assist with uh, supporting it? Yeah. You sort of think, well, you know, uh, uh, unless, you know, we we are, you know, we were targeting with uh, you know, a lot of extra customers, then you sort of think, oh, well, I don't see the point. Yeah. Because yeah. people will, will, will find, if they really need a solution, they'll find you whether you're on, on an app store or not quite often because they'll just Google it like everyone else does. If you want to do find something, you just Google, <laughs> Google, I am looking for this and this. <laughs> and the two words combined usually will find 
yeah, I think because nearly all of our customers uh, pretty much come through Google search. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I can imagine that. Yeah, exactly. Or referral from other users, isn't it? But yeah, yeah, not from the app stores. Yeah. Um, interesting question just to finish off on uh, regarding the subject. Ash, would you prefer to pay to use the Zero app platform as a one-off advert, advert, advertisement fee instead? Um, it depends how much the, the advert would be. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be quite honest, um, but uh, uh, again, uh, and a, a huge amount of work goes into just not only creating the app, and in fact. With the last, well, all the integrations that we've done for QuickBooks Zero and Sage, yeah, just as much as work is involved in actually listing on their app stores than actually creating the app itself, because we have to yeah, meet yeah. so many guidelines. And yeah. with QuickBooks, we have an annual security review. That's you know they you know, they log in and they check it and they try to attack it with different things to make sure that it, all the security is in place. So there's quite a lot of stuff that goes on, uh, which we, that's a lot of work that you know you, we don't sort of get really get paid for for doing that. So you sort of think, okay, you you want us to do all this extra work, and now you want to take more money away from us. So yeah, uh, it does sort of think, mm, you know, and, and and like from the if you think think about where they've got this business model from it is from the apple and the google play store and the apple um app store um and i don't know if you know about it from the computer game side of things but there's an epic store and there's a steam store a microsoft store and all these online marketplace stores they do charge that commission but that like the argument's always been that you can't buy it from anywhere else. It's not available anywhere else. You, your only option is to buy from this, especially in like the Apple ecosystem and everything else. They will only let you buy it from the Apple store. And, and, and the justification is, is because Apple's uh, made sure that it's safe. It's not going to damage your phone. You're not going to give you data away. It's all that sort of stuff, isn't it? Like, yeah. And like you just said, QuickBooks are doing that with you and they're doing those tests and they're making sure it's secure and they're making sure it's safe. So, I can kind of see there's work involved, but as you said, like you have to do just as much work, if not a hell of a lot more, just to get it into that position in the first place. So, yeah, it it, it's, it just stings a little bit that they're adding it now. You know, it, if it was there from day one, you'd, you'd accept it, wouldn't you? And you'd be like, right, okay, well, for me to be on your platform, I have to have this charge, and maybe I don't on QuickBooks, maybe I do on Zero. That's fine, but to ask for it now and to bring it in now when they're not doesn't appear to be anything extra or anything fancy then it, it's an odd one you know i mean quickbooks have www.apps.com if your app isn't being found on www.apps.com then you know what help what, what hope have you got from any other app store you know you know cloud-based app store so marketplace so yeah it'll be interesting and uh it's interesting as well that i found this here's some information on a news article and they haven't told you yet so <laughs> it's an odd one isn't it yeah well perhaps I, I i recently had an invitation to one of the sort of sort of zero apps community with developers and it was uh because they're australian or new zealand based yeah uh, it was for something like three o'clock in the morning just to and i thought oh, i'd love to attend but i am not attending something at three o'clock in the morning 
Yeah. And, me- and maybe they won't introduce it to UK. Maybe, maybe it'll just be a, you know, a zero, you know, a, a New Zealand or Australian only fee or something. But yeah, yes, it's not through to me yet. Yeah, but we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it anyway. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's uh, that is all the uh, topics we wanted to cover today. It is. Um, I think. Yeah, go fresh. I was going to say, yeah. Um, our next uh, webinar would be this, or podcast, I should say, sixth uh, of October. So that would be Wednesday, the sixth of October, being our first Wednesday. Perfect, perfect. Um, and we promise then we will talk about your book as well because that was due to be talked about today. So a little teaser of what we're going to talk about next time is Ash becoming a author um, and get you the opportunity to uh, to understand exactly what it sounds like because it's uh, it definitely is a, um, a, a peculiar experience, put it mildly. So yeah, it's <laughs> interesting to go through that with you um next time so ash have you got anything planned for the week is there or month should i say is there any videos are you back on the video bandwagon yet is there um, anything i'm still not back on the video uh i've sort of had, have a little sabbatical from video producing at the moment um while i'm putting all of my efforts into you know writing this book uh which we'll go into more detail about uh, uh about next time so we'll yeah we'll we'll, we'll leave that as, as the teaser trailer Ooh, <laughs> we'll see brilliant brilliant and then for me i've got a um i've got quite an interesting one on flat rate scheme because we found that uh there are some peculiarities with flat rate scheme let's put it that way in the world of quickbooks so i've got a video out on that one due and then i'm going to be looking at um the integration for accounting manager and quickbooks as well because they've had some really good integrations lately um so i've got some good video content on that um so that should be a good one so with that then i think that's just a goodbye from me and it's a goodbye from me aaron cheers everyone we look forward to seeing you all or producing this for you in a month's time take care of yourself everyone see you soon and bye for now Bye. Bye.